moral theology books uh, of a certain stripe are filled with these kinds of cases, and they can be very, very useful. There's nothing against um, a, a moderate use of casuistry in order to give us a concrete application of the broad outlines of moral theology. There's a, there's a value to it. But what Dr. Pieper points out in his book, and it's a good point, is that with the rise of casuistry, where, where casuistry came to dominate the field of moral theology, there was a corresponding shrinkage of commentaries on the tract and prudence from St. Thomas's Summa, even among Dominican theologians so that there was much more of an emphasis on casuistry and much less of an emphasis on the virtue of prudence as necessary. And again, um, St. Thomas himself explains why. I mean, obviously he didn't address this question because it's something that came after him, but he gives the principle as to why such a thing would be. He says, you know, particular cases are as varied as there are men and circumstances. So although you can have concrete um, uh, principles, you can have concrete, let me correct myself, you can have concrete applications of abstract principles, and cases are a good way of illustrating this. Casuistry is not sufficient. There has to be a heavy emphasis on prudence so that we can make these um, decisions as it were, on the fly, and learn to make good decisions, rather than crack open a moral theology book about various uh, cases. Rise of casuistry saw a corresponding decline in the study of the tract on prudence in St. Thomas, and that says an awful lot. It says that we want our decisions uh, neatly um, chewed up for us, put in little bite-sized pieces, so that we don't have to make hard decisions. We can just we can just go back to these easily digested, you know, sort of um, prefab thought, right, to help us uh, as a crutch, without having to be actually prudent. Um, no, prudence is a demand that we that's incumbent upon every one of us. And we don't have to resort all the time to casuistry. All right, the great Occidental Christian view of man that Dr. Pieper referred to earlier stands in stark contrast with these modern defects and excesses. According to Dr. Pieper, classical Christian ethics, on the contrary, maintains that man can be prudent and good only simultaneously. He can be prudent and good only simultaneously. That prudence is part and parcel of the definition of goodness. That there is no sort of justice and fortitude which runs counter to the virtue of prudence. And that the unjust man has been imprudent before and is imprudent at the moment he is unjust. Omnis virtus moralis debet esse prudence. All virtue is necessarily prudent. And I think he's quoting St. Thomas there. All right. In fact, he goes on. Prudence is the cause of the other virtues being virtues at all. For example, there, excuse me, there may be a kind of instinctive governance of instinctual cravings, but only prudence transforms this instinctive governance into the virtue of temperance. Virtue is a, and this listen to this, this is important, okay? Underline this in your mind. 
Virtue is a perfected ability of man as a spiritual person. That's worth chewing on, ladies and gentlemen. Virtue is a perfected ability of man as a spiritual person. And justice, fortitude, and temperance as abilities of the whole man achieve their perfection only when they are founded upon prudence. That is to say, upon the perfected ability to make right decisions. Again, there's that definition again. Prudence is the perfected ability to make right decisions. Only by means of this perfected ability to make good choices are instinctive inclinations toward goodness exalted into the spiritual core of man's decisions from which truly human acts arise. So, um, our, our activity, our moral activity in every human act, every actus humanus, which is an act which is based upon reason, based upon our intellect and will, Okay, you know, breathing, you know, your heart beating, the electrochemical things that are happening in your body, you're digesting your food. That's not an actus humanus, okay? Pigs do that, chickens do that, horses do that, irrational brutes of all sorts do that, or non rational, I should say, brutes of all sorts do that. But humans, in order to do something which is truly human, our, our mind has to be engaged. Our intellect and will have to be engaged, right? So inasmuch as it is human, it has a moral dimension. And for it to be good, it has to be prudent. That's what St. Thomas is telling us, and that's what Dr. Pieper is telling us. So we can't, you know, snuff out prudence as, well, you know, that's that thing that, you know, some people have, and but we don't all really need it. In order to be good, you absolutely need prudence. Moral goodness is radically dependent upon prudence, for what is prudent and what is good are substantially one and the same, Dr. Pieper says. And he goes on, they differ only in their place in the logical succession of realization. For whatever is good must first have been prudent. End quote. This radical dependence implies that there is a sort of mutual interpenetration of prudence and the other virtues. Quote, ethical virtue is the print and seal placed by prudence upon volition and action. Okay, what's volition? Well, there's three words. There's cognition, volition, action. Okay, don't get tripped up on those words if you don't know them. Cognition just means thought. Um, cognoscere is the Latin word for to know, one of them, cognoscere. Um, and volition is willing, willing. Um, if I say in Latin, I will, the word is volo, I will. Um, so if you, to, to, volition implies acts of the will, cognition implies acts of the intellect. All right. Um, action, of course, is something that's external, but it but it's preceded by volition, which is preceded by cognition. And because cognition precedes volition, you need prudence. Why is that? Well, I think I established that already. But the point here is that unless you know reality as it is, you can't determine what's to be done rightly. In these circumstances, you need to know reality as it is in order to choose the good in those circumstances. So cognition, knowing, precedes volition, willing, which precedes action. 
doing. I, I hope that's clear. Um, and by the way, that yes, that goes back to that Trinitarian schema that Dr. Pieper gave us before. Being, then truth, then willing. Huh? All right. Um, ethical virtue is the... Pr- okay, we already read that. Uh, Dr. Pieper goes on. Prudence is cause, root, mother, measure, precept, guide, and prototype of all ethical virtues. It acts in all of them perfecting them to their true nature, all participate in it, and by virtue of this participation, they are virtues. End of quote. So I'm going to quote uh, St. Hilary of Poitiers here. He calls truth declarative being. Brother Francis loved that quote from St. Hilary of Poitiers. Truth is declarative being. When we men accept the truths of the natural and the supernatural order, we unite our minds with the divine mind who is being itself. Among the truths that declare their being to us are moral imperatives, the thou shalts and the thou shalt nots, which are not arbitrary, but are accommodated to man's reason. I'm here reminded that the natural law is to St. Thomas, quote, nothing else than the rational creature's participation in the eternal law, which, end quote, from St. Thomas, which itself is the product of the whole divine mind. So w- the natural law is we're, we're participating in God's own mind when we, when we know the natural law and when we live according to it. So Dr. Pieper goes on, basing himself on St. Thomas, all ten commandments of God pertain to the executio prudentiae, the execution of prudence, the realization in practice of prudence. Here is a statement that has become virtually incomprehensible to people of today. And every sin is opposed to prudence. Injustice, cowardice, intemperance are in direct opposition to the virtues of justice, fortitude, and temperance. Ultimately, however, through all of these virtues, they run counter to prudence. Everyone who sins is imprudent. Everyone who sins is imprudent. Uh, Dr. Pieper goes on to say that the whole doctrine of prudence is summed up in this fundamental principle of St. Thomas Aquinas, namely, that reason perfected in the cognition of truth shall inwardly shape and imprint man's volition and action. Now, there's a lot of words there, <laughs> and if, if uh, volition is one of those words that trips you up in cognition, just remember Cognition means thought, and volition means um, willing. So let, let me just read it in a, in a sort of simplified version. This is the fundamental principle of St. Thomas Aquinas, namely that reason perfected in the knowledge of truth shall inwardly shape and imprint man's willing and man's action. 